Welcome to another edition of the In Search SEO podcast, where we paint the town red with search marketing insights. Today, we welcome a fine man, as my grandmother would say, a fine, fine man. He is the search marketing industry's hottest and youngest reporter. He is George Wynn, who sat down with us at SMX West to talk about what goes into covering the SEO news. Does Google frustrate the news reporting process? How to see past the crap and find SEO truth? And we'll discuss how to balance reader intrigue while not sacrificing your soul. Tips on staying SEO objective no matter what. But before we get to that, 15 days of insane rank fluctuations. We dissect one of the weirdest, one of the most bizarre algorithm update patterns we've ever seen. And of course, we tie it all back to that stupid, stupid virus. I am your host, Morty Oberstein. I am joined by the healthy, the non-COVID-19 carrying, I think, who knows, Sapir Carabello. Hello, Morty. Hello, Sapir. So, are you are you a carrier? Oh, God, I hope not. I hope not. Don't come within <laughs> three feet of me, whatever it is. Can you get okay. it across Zoom? I hope no one's ever asked that question. <laughs> just whatever idiot you know someone's out there like i wonder if i talk on zoom and someone spits on the microphone am i gonna get COVID 19 well no. i didn't leave my house in like three weeks so it sucks so, yeah, it, my it, my it, house it, is it. one enormous jungle gym at this point <laughs> i like the outside the outdoor like patio furniture is like flipped over <laughs> there's an old office chair they took and they they used a yeah. wheel it's like a pirate ship it's pretty inventive actually and then the four-year-old, oh, very busy, but but driving me crazy simultaneously. Uh, the new yeah. thing is, I see like I watch at the corner of my eye, like something like blue, like streaking, like flying. I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's the kids jumping off like these chairs they stacked up, and the two-year-old is following the four-year-old doing this. I'll send you a video later. Remind me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like nuts. Okay, I'm like, okay. oh my god. Anyway, 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 week four of dealing with what I call the stupid, stupid virus. Yep. Okay, so programming note, programming note before we go on, um, we will not have an episode next week. I'm taking a week off. We are back. We are back on April 21st. So... Do not forget, we put out a new episode of the In Search SEO podcast each and every week, except for the 14th of April, and you can find it on the Rank Ranger blog, you can find it on Stitcher, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it wherever great, awesome podcasts are found, and of course, you may subscribe on iTunes. Also, how many surf features do you own? How many of your top rankings are feature snippets? How many uh, image boxes do you have? How many does the competition have? Get the total SERP feature aggregate analysis with our SERP feature insight reports. Head over to rankranger.com. Sign up for a 14-day free trial. No credit card necessary because we are not spammy. So again, programming note, we're not around next week on April 14th. We are back on April 21st. Get it? Got it? Good. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. awesome. Now that that's out of the way. Great show yeah. for you today. It's always love talking to George Winner back at um, SMX West. Funny how that is. You know, we have, I have a large queue of interviews to get to. And I'm thinking back like, wow, back when I interviewed George, we were sitting. I was not in my house. I traveled halfway around the world. People were kind of talking about the coronavirus, maybe bumping elbows a little bit. But it was like, yeah, you know, nothing's going to happen. And look yeah. where we are now. We're all stuck inside. 
<laughs> we're all we're all vitamin D deficient basically at this point. Yeah, that's a good yeah. biz to get into. Selling vitamin D, <laughs> which you need to take with calcium, I'm pretty sure, because otherwise it won't go into effect. Whatever. Anyway, we'll get to all of that in good time because Google unleashed a series of out of this world algorithm updates, which means we are going data. So, the SERP between like I don't know March 17th through April 2nd, April 1st has been nuttier than a sauna in a Florida retirement complex. Think about what I just said. Ew, moving on. Out of those 16 days, whatever (laughs) it is, 11 of them have shown elevated levels of rank fluctuations. Sapir, do you know when the last time that happened was? For real. Why do I know that? You you don't sit around counting the number of days between algorithm updates, literally counting the number. (laughs) Of days Why would for I do two that? years. Seriously, oh my god, Morty. Because because it's awesome. Because we yeah. have because if you go to the rank is. risk index, if you go to the rank ranger rank risk index, and you just do um you know um hyphen history, you go back and see the last two years of algorithm updates, and you can count up the days like a total idiot, seeing when the last <laughs> time this happened was. Let me tell you when the last time this happened was over the last two years, <laughs> discounting core okay. updates. Never, not yeah. once. It has not happened in the last two oh. years. Not one. Well, maybe back in April 2018, there was one really long, um, very moderate update, but it was one update and it was very, very moderate, so I'm not, I'm not counting it. So you're saying this is odd. We all get it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's corona-related, right? Um, Valid point. That's one. Two, slower down. We don't know if it's corona-related or not yet. And three, <laughs> I had a three in my head. There's no three. There's no three. <laughs> there was something I was going <laughs> to say, but there's no three. Okay. Um, right. Okay, so... First things first up here, let's tell the good folks who are at home, we know you're at home, what's been going on. For our rank risk index, on March 17th, we recorded moderate levels of rank fluctuations. On March 19th, we reached high levels of fluctuations, followed by one more day of moderate increases. Then, four days later, we caught another update. From March 24th through the 28th, we caught a mix of elevated fluctuations, with the exception of March 26th. Then, one day after that, two days of very high rank fluctuations, followed by another day of moderate fluctuations. Okay, so crazy, right? One update after the next update after the next update, and just when you thought they were done, another update. So obviously, corona is a factor. How do you know? (laughs) Well, let's start looking at the timing of this thing which we're going to get into a little bit, little bit deeper in a second. Okay. The timing goes like this. March 11th, I believe is March 11th. It could be March 12th. could be March 10th. Somewhere around there. Okay. Um, the, the who, not the band, the who, who appears no idea what I'm talking about, but the World no Health Organization. I'm ah, okay. talking about the World Health Organization. <laughs> who fans just yeah. got that reference. Got it. Okay. okay. Um, announced <laughs> that this stupid, stupid virus is a pandemic. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. just like three or four days later, all hell breaks loose on the SERP. So there it is. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, it's not as simple as that. No, obviously. And holy crap, I'm, if I tell you that a lizard just jumped up my window, I am not lying. <laughs> I live in the desert, and there's literally a lizard on my window. Oh, uh, that's super random. Okay. <laughs> what just happened? I blame Corona. He's trying to get in. He's like, get me out, get me out of this Corona world into your house. Yeah, there are four children here who will kill you. So run away, lizard. 
run away. They have. They've done that before. Anyway. Anyway. No, it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as saying, yes, all these updates started at the same time or very close to when this pandemic was announced. That's like saying we all came from monkeys because we like bananas. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we, all, we all like bananas. It's true, though. Um, right, right. <laughs> it's like the one fruit we can all agree on are bananas. I actually, I actually hate bananas. Really? So, we, yeah. so you don't come from monkeys then? <laughs> we don't know where you come from. I'm a divine being. Yeah, or you come from another planet. Either way. Okay, so in the SEO community, we talk about that 15%. That 15% of queries that Google has never seen before. Um, but now, if you think about it for a second, we're talking a much higher percentage of queries Google has just started to see. Okay, a whole set of queries on a topic Google has not dealt with ever. So, of course, there are going to be updates, people. You have to qualify that still. Oh, he fell off the window. Oh, no. <laughs> he fell down like a whole flight. Okay. My commentary on the lizard is over because I think he's dead. How did he fall <laughs> off? Like, they have like suction cups things for this. It's corona. He just died of corona and fell off the window. I don't think animals can get sick of corona, right? I don't, I don't think so. I think it comes from animals, but therefore they can't get sick. Right. I don't know. what I just right. made that up. Um, right. <laughs> I literally just made that up. No, uh, Sapir is right. I do have to qualify this. I'm always right. Yeah. I, you can't. You can't just say that. Okay, there's a lot of news, new, a lot of new queries around Corona, so of course it has to be updates. So let me help you out with this. Okay, when I look at rain fluctuations, um, you know, during a Google update, you want on the hunt for SEO insights like a leopard, like the wolf, like Duran Duran. Um, uh, just get yeah. to the point. <laughs> what? News queries. I don't look at news queries. Do you know why I don't look at news queries up here? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Oh, gosh. I was going to give you a hint. The name is in the, it's in the name. Yeah, it's too new. News, news. Very good. Wow. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are learning the ways of the force. Yes, they're too new. Okay, they're topics yeah. that either topics Google has never seen before or they're topics that are constantly developing or the meaning of them is changing, right? For if you search for, like, I don't know, um, election news in the U.S., Mm. Two months ago versus now, it means two, you're probably looking for two totally different things. Like right now you're looking for, are there still going to be the primaries? Are there still going to be elections? What do we do about voting now that everyone's under lockdown? Versus, you know, two, right. three months ago, you think, okay, when's, you know, the next debate? So the, the news queries are constantly in a state of flux because they're constantly evolving. They're new, hence it's news um, and so forth. So now imagine the whole internet is this. Oh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Okay. Okay, it's not as bad, obviously. I'm being, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's not nearly as bad as, as your always. average news query, but I'm trying right. to say, fundamentally speaking, there's a conceptual um, symmetry between the two. Mm -hmm. So Google's trying to figure all of this out. What what this topic of COVID-19 is, right? Uh, you know what? Let me, let me just get into some of the patterns here and that mm -hmm. I've seen to sort of back this up. I'm just going to run through a couple of points then. Is that cool? Liar. You're just going to ramble like you always do. <laughs> Stop calling me out. Yes. Stop calling me out. We know you too well by now, Morty. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm sorry you know me. <laughs> I really should pay you like reparations of some kind. Just get to the point. I'm getting, I'm getting. Okay, okay. A couple of things. Okay. okay. One, one. So I've looked at over the course of the last, I don't know, like four or five days, hundreds of keywords. What I did was this time, I didn't go look and find the biggest loser and the biggest winner. What I did was, oh, the loser climbed up the other wall. He's okay. What, what, I, what I did was I went through, I went through like, a, like hundreds of keywords looking what happened to the top 20. 
Who's in and now? What's happening at the top of the SERP? Not even the top, the first two pages, really. Okay, so one thing that I saw was not every keyword, nor every vertical, nor every sub-vertical saw significant fluctuations throughout these like you know, 15 days of rank volatility. But, and I looked at about, I don't know, 100 to 150 COVID-19 keywords, every single one of those did. Every single one. From COVID-19 um, symptoms to, you know, c- coronavirus cats to coronavirus oh. athletics. Yes, all these keywords, literally, those are two keywords I looked at. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, all of them changed. Now, this is where it gets really cool. Point number two. The first update, circa March 15th, for these corona keywords, did something really, really interesting. Normally, you see, like, say, you know, science in the top 20 during an update. So some sites will drop down 10 positions. Some sites will shoot up five positions. Still, number one and number two might switch. What you don't see very often is sites that were ranking well for the last, you know, three, four months, even though there might be some fluctuations with them, just stop ranking altogether. This is what happened. And really, really interesting, there was no update around March 11th, March 12th, but a lot of the coronavirus keywords did the same thing. They just, the, the very day that the WHO announced that it's a pandemic, Google switched something. And a bunch of keywords that were ranking, a bunch of, sorry, pages that were ranking for certain keywords related to the coronavirus just stopped ranking. And also the new pages started ranking. Now, the other two updates, the one towards the end of March and the one the way, way end of March, not not as many keywords saw new sites start ranking, but what you saw was a refinement. Um, Google started switching sites around that it started to rank, you know, those 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 two weeks prior. Say, okay, now we're, you know, we started ranking this site. Let's move it up a little bit. Let's move it down a little bit. Let's kill this one. Let's kill that one and so forth. But it's really, really interesting to see these sites are just gone, just totally gone. And you'll say... Because of Corona, right? Right. Exactly. Because of stupid, stupid Corona. Because all of a sudden, Corona comes to the picture. Let me play this out. Okay. It becomes a hot new news cycle. It becomes the topic we search for all day long. And Google's like, holy crap. We don't get this. We thought Corona was a passing news story. We were treating it all wrong. Now it's a pandemic. Sundar, hit the update button. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Okay, so for let me give you let me give you an example of what I'm talking about because in case I am rambling on, like Sapir thinks I am. Yeah. The keyword yeah. is Corona, which up until this stupid, stupid virus was a stupid, stupid beer, a very, very bad beer. You might as well just really? pee into a cup and drink it, then buy a Corona <laughs> because it's sterile and I like the taste. It's disgusting. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. No offense to people who got, who are drinking Corona, which I'm sure no one. Did you see that by the way in America? Like Corona sales, the the beer sales have gone down. Like, I was just about you, to mention it. You do know that like <laughs> you're not gonna get Corona from drinking a beer named Corona. Oh, and I saw that's that, like I was saying laughing. It's unbelievable, right? That, yeah. That's like saying everybody who lives in Corona, which is a neighborhood in Queens, like from the Simon and Garfunkel song, which you don't know what I'm talking about. The king of Corona, uh, um, <laughs> has Corona. That makes no sense. Right. Anyway, so the keyword Corona, up until the stupid, stupid virus, okay, um, ranked the beer company the number one result, which makes sense Mm -hmm. because typing in Corona prior to COVID-19, I probably mean a beer. And all of a sudden, just boom, it drops. It's gone. Way, way, way to the bottom of the SERP. Well, not way, way to the bottom. Actually, it went from number one to number three, but because you have all those COVID-19 SERP features, yeah, yeah, it's like, wait, it's it's at the bottom of the page. Okay, all of a sudden, by the way, from number eight to number one on March 17th went who? No, who? Get it? 
Get it? it. Come on, that was so bad. That was so bad. So bad. I'm so sorry. The World Health Organization jumped from number eight to number one. And at the same time, CoronaUSA.com, which has nothing to do with the virus, but that very, very bad beer, also dropped down. Okay. At the same time, right? um, Worldometers.info which offers stats on COVID-19, jumped up. So you can see, this is amazing to watch. And there's many, many keywords like this. You just watch Google understand intent totally differently. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah? Yes. Moving on. So the the next two updates after this mid-March one, Saw further refinement, not totally new sites, or not as many totally new sites. Um, I'll give you like another another like pattern, by the way, that where you see like all of a sudden new sites did rank later, and you see Google trying to understand this whole thing. For example, I don't know if you follow sports, you probably don't, but no, um, no. the NBA canceled its season, and the way it broke out was that there was a team which one of the members contracted COVID nineteen. And they said, okay, we can't, we're canceling this whole thing. Now, what happens to be that the team that where the player had the virus were playing the Boston Celtics previously. So all the, all the players on the Celtics from Boston went into isolation. So for a while, for the keyword like um, basketball coronavirus or coronavirus NBA, whatever it was, Google was showing a lot of Boston-related keywords. Um, uh, websites, I'm sorry, news websites, until it realized that, yeah, okay, the, all these stories relate to Boston and, and the Utah Jazz. But it's really part of a national storyline, and it switched them back. Or here's another really good one that I saw. Uh, if you t- and this is very important, by the way, and I'll end on this one. And I know I did. I know I am rambling, but it's okay because it's really important. I did a search for things to do in New York City or attractions to do in New York City, something like that. Um, and there's many, many sites go up and down. They show this little reversal pattern. Fine, but there was one particular site for this for this query where I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. This page lost all its rankings. What happened? What was different about it? What was different was it was a site about what to do this week in New York City, which is totally irrelevant, right? Right. So Google killed it. But sites, by the way, that were talking about the top 50 things to do in New York or the top 75 attractions in New York City, those sites didn't change much. Right. Which just Mm -hmm. goes to show you, and I'll end on this, stop looking at your rankings for a minute and look at your traffic. Because in this case, you might still be ranking number one. Number two, number three, I can go on. But is anybody looking for things to do in New York City right now? Look at your traffic. Don't just look at your rankings. Right. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Wait, so why are so many keywords unrelated to Corona seeing changes? Yeah, that's a good question, right? Because obviously all these keywords are not related just to Corona. Um, and we'll end with this one. Um Oh, okay. So yes, there were tons and tons of keywords. I saw tons and tons of reversals, went down and went up. Some actually saw real losses, some saw real gains, but a lot, a lot of sites saw these like majority, I would say, saw these like a little bit of a reversal pattern. Um, and I would think of it like this. Okay. Let's say I asked you, um, what's a truth that you hold dear? That it's like an unquestionable truth. Uh, I don't know. The earth is spherical. The earth is spherical. That's a yeah. good one. So yeah, the Earth is spherical. Okay, but let's say let's say all of a sudden you found out like that's not true, which is you're now a a a flat earther. Okay, like I'm wow, sure. it's a damn lie. <laughs> Wouldn't you start reevaluating like everything? I guess. So yeah, same thing here, right? 
search your intents changing all over the place. New topic, new things with connections into everything. Connections to attractions and travel and health and school and everything. Wouldn't you start checking out and re- rethinking all sorts of topics, all sorts of everything? Because one of the, you know, it's like foundationally, you sort of instructed your core, like maybe I don't really understand a lot, which I think is what Google's doing. Like, wow, a lot is changing. Things are changing very quickly. Let's make sure we're on track with everything, so to speak. And I think what you're going to see, prediction, I think is that you're going to see more and more updates as Google tries to figure this all out. Wow. At least our podcast is not going to be boring. No, it won't be boring. Plenty of stuff is going to happen because of this nonsensical, stupid, stupid virus. Okay. Right. Okay. Back in what seems a lifetime ago, I mean, God, how much has changed in a matter of weeks, months, whatever it's been. I was back at SMX West in February, and I sat down with the life of the party there, the one, the only, George Wen of Search Engine Land. And here is our chat uncovering the search engine optimization industry news. Cut one. Welcome to another In Search SEO podcast interview session. Today, we have what should be a very, very familiar face for you. In fact, you may be reading his content each and every day. He's the associate editor of Third Doors Media, which you may know better as Search Engine Land. And we are live from one of his events, SMX West. He is George Wynn. Welcome. Thank you so much, Morty. It's great to be here. And uh, man, do they know my face? I wish, I hope they don't because uh, that profile photo is so smug and it's so embarrassing you do not come off the way your picture looks yeah because you're like super nice by the way you are the life of this party here at smx west <laughs> thank you it was very so the nice powers that say. be like more george more george more george <laughs> <laughs> that's like my kids said they were curious george more george more george i feel like barry's gonna hear this and then he's just gonna like he's he's just gonna clinch his jaw and be like mm, can't do more george <laughs> <laughs> if you that's an amazing visual. There's actually you no know, most Barry visuals are amazing visuals. There's that deadpan look in his face, and you you notice sometimes when you say his name, his eyes open up really wide, <laughs> almost with hope, and then he talks, and then you're like, oh, that was uh, that was a little bit more cynical than I thought it was going to be. So I love when he posts things on Twitter sometimes that people don't realize is being cynical and a joke, like oh I hate myself I'm the worst, and people are like no Barry you're wonderful. I mean, when you have like 125,000 followers or whatever, that like more than the population of Iceland, you're going to get that. <laughs> I mean, he's well-beloved, and he's fantastic, and he's one of my favorite colleagues for sure. So all Barry. of this is in jest. Oh, he, literally my favorite person in the SEO world because he's both fun and the highest moral standard on the planet. So humble as well. Yes. Like talking to him about his accomplishments makes he fe- – he's so awkward about it. And so humble that you feel awkward. And you're like, oh, should I not have? Yes, like, right. I should not have said that to yeah, him. About that award or whatever. Um, but anyway, that's that's the kind of level that is present every single day at Search Engine Land. And you also have like Greg Sterling, all these, Ginny Marvin, all these amazing writers. And I try to rise up to that standard. So let me know how I'm doing. I think you're doing, I, I, I love you. I think you're doing great. And I really appreciate you. And a big thank you to George. Um, so actually, we're going to talk about this because this entire interview is about you. All right. All it's right. about you and your experience writing and covering um, the wonderfully uncomplicated, unnuanced, and unnegative. That's not a real <laughs> word, by the way. Um, search engine industry. Um, so okay, first off, how do you find stories? Like, how do you know what to cover? What's the trade secret? So when you're first getting into it, if you're actually uh, totally on the outside, like 
when I was starting out, I was first in content marketing. And then when I started covering, I just kind of aggregated feeds, looked towards uh, publications that I thought were interesting or doing it well, or just main sources like uh, Google tends to publish things on their uh, keyword blog or their uh, Webmaster Central blog or their um, Chrome developers blog. And so you kind of add those and you just look them up and refresh your feeds almost constantly to find that. But eventually you gain enough traction that um, uh, PR representatives will start contacting you to see if you're interested in the story, which actually snowballs because for the most part, you write about one thing once and they will attach that to you forever. So if that's not your beat, that can be a double-edged sword because you end up getting a lot of spam. Um, But then you develop your name in the industry and you can actually get comment from, you know, Microsoft, Google. It's not uh, out of reach. It's not... They're not always going to respond, but it's not so out of reach once you've established your name a little bit. And also coming to the conferences means that you get to be in contact with people from these companies. Chances are the people that are speaking here are not going to be the people you're in touch with in terms of getting a response about, um, hey, is this true? Are you actually testing this feature? But they can pass your name along or they can tell you who to get in contact with. And that bridge definitely separates coverage from somebody who's just copying a press release Um from somebody who's actually looking into this is it going to happen or where are they at with this you know that's the difference between the generic coverage and the coverage that i try to strive for given that's not always realistic but that is the ideal situation and not to you know necessarily plug smx but let's plug smx a little bit um coming to the conferences is a major win you can we're not standoffish, right? You can come over, we can talk to us, get new insights, speak, make new networking, whatever it is. Um, so you should definitely do that. You know, I have to ask you, um, you know, when I, let me ask you this. I don't know if you can answer this or not, but when Google like Google comments, right? Google is your source. Who is that? <laughs> they uh, they are real people, but I don't know if the response actually comes from them because they are the liaison between the press and whatever their given department is so every time i talk to somebody about a feature depending on if it's local or if it's like a main serp feature or if it's uh, google news i will be in touch with somebody different and i highly doubt that the actual answer originates from them i think that they clean up the language but ultimately it's always you can cite a Google representative or a Google spokesperson, and that's just what you have to do. When somebody's kind enough to give you an answer, you can't just throw them under the bus and be like, oh, you know, this person said this to me. No, you have to honor that they are speaking on behalf of the company, and that's that. So, you know, on that on that line, you're getting a very polished answer. You're getting something that – you haven't gotten an answer back. Let's put it this way. You're like, I don't really know, like, how much that really answered the question. Oh, yeah. Tons of times where you're like, that's a non-answer. And can you? I'm like, so they're your source, right? And you need them. And this is any—it's not just you know you and Google, but it's really any journalist. You have to be careful not to burn them. At of the course. same time, you have to be careful that you write what's accurate. How do you sort of balance that? Well, if they give me an answer that's not usable or as not informative, there's rarely a case where an answer isn't usable because even a non-answer tells you something about the uh, position of the company and so you can just say when asked about uh this subject a google spokesperson stated whatever and now you can just hear my phone going off (laughs) because i said the name of the company that's awesome Um, i'm just gonna love that have you seen the south park with um amazon alexa no no oh yeah they had about it though um i'm not a big south park fan but despite my personality you may think i am i am not um they had an episode where they said alexa on the show, and everyone's Alexas went off in their home 
as oh, you're watching the episode. Uh, it's awesome. It's the first time that ever happened, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's kind of what you have to do. Um, I think it's it's very telling either way. There's rarely a situation where um, I'm not going to get something that I can use. The only time that really happens is when I don't get a response at all. And then you just kind of depends on the size of the company. You're just like that's not going to. That's just what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. I have never gotten a response from Apple. Interesting. Yeah, calling you out, Apple. Help me oh, out here. <laughs> wow. Okay. How often does that happen with Google? Google's actually really good. I would say that Google is, if you're not a journalist, um, Google is surprisingly on the ball because I feel like their reputation really matters to them. And they don't want to step on toes more than they have to. The things that they do in the name of the user, sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't, I just don't, I don't understand why you couldn't have done this in the name of the user, but in a different way. Like map spam, local spam is still a huge deal. Yeah. But local brands small businesses one way to get on top of that is to advertise so google's making out like a bandit anyway <laughs> right so really is it in the name of the user all the things that you're doing you know it's a huge company and there are difficulties but yeah that's just kind of how it is so yeah so speak of getting things right you don't have to you don't have to fess up to this you can like play it cool if you want all right but <laughs> i won't judge you but how often are you worried that you're going to get something wrong. I am constantly worried. Constantly worried. I am, it, it, it haunts me. <laughs> what, I, like up at night haunts you? Can't uh, sleep? Nothing haunts me up at night because ultimately I don't have that relationship with my work. That's good. I love that's the healthy. community and that's like my North Stars. I want to serve the community in a way um, that is truthful and that people respect. Uh, but I don't like let that be a, the be all end all. I can always... I recognize that I can always go back, add something to the end of a, an article to recognize the mistake I made. And I've done that before um, fast enough where very few people noticed it. Right. But it is a very primary concern for me. Yeah, well, that's really hard. I mean, there's so many times that things are just changing rapidly and getting, getting it right. And that's not on you. Like, that's just the way it goes. I mean, when nine times out of ten, the answer is, quote, it depends, <laughs> then, yeah, you're going to get it wrong a few times. Right. But uh, you just have to do what you do you can to make sure that if you get it wrong, you make it right. So I I believe I reached out to you actually. Yeah, we yeah. got we got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, we didn't we we put it, it was the uh, feature snippet deduplication. That's um, right. And originally, what was happening was that the 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 um, second URL, if you call it, was being put on the page two, the top result on page two, and we put out a tweet based upon that, linking to the search engine land article that you wrote, saying, "Hey, here's what's happening." Our data show that was what was happening. And um, Google updated that and said, no, here's the real story. Yeah. We didn't reread the article. You re-updated the article. And then, as a ni the nice person that you are, reached out to us and said, hey, you know, you might want to you know, alter that tweet, whatever it is, redo it again. And, which, of course, we did, and we appreciated that. So that's what makes you, A, so knowledgeable, and B, so awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, you, you tend to change things when Danny Sullivan re reaches out <laughs> through your DMs and is like, hey, you were wrong here. And you're Ooh. like, oh, nice to meet you Burn. too, Danny. Burn. No, he, he absolutely did the right thing, and I totally appreciate him for that because I don't want to be going around spreading the yeah. wrong idea, especially if this deduplication thing, the top of page two thing is not by design. And at first, it seemed that way because it was like, what, 100%? Yeah, of it was them, 100%. Right? We yeah. looked at it, and it was 100% across the board. And then that's how it ended up. But, you know, we got it cleaned up before it got out of hand and I made sure to reach out to everybody. So, yeah, I, I really go into damage control mode and it does ruin some evenings. Yeah, it sucks. I've been there. It does but suck. when you get it wrong, you pay the price. And that's right. that.
No, and, and look, in, in the end of the day, we're sitting here saying like, how awesome you are that you you took you went the extra mile to make sure other people got it right. Um, so it works out in your favor in the end. But you know that's sort of frustrating, and you don't have to comment on this because maybe you can't comment on this. But that's really annoying that let's say someone from Google you know DMs you and says, hey, you got this wrong. So it's nice that they you know were responsible enough on their end to make sure that you got it right. But wouldn't it be nice if they like, plan this out like a month in advance and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Here's a press release. Here's the information. Here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a rollout. You might see the URL show on page two for a while, but that's not what's going to happen ultimately in the end. As opposed to like sort of running around and sort of like, you know, patch things, things up as, as, as you go along. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I would say that they, um, for the amount of times something similar to this occurs, it's rather startling because so many people, so many businesses and users rely on Google as their primary source of literally everything in their life. People don't even remember URLs anymore, right? But it does happen. And, you know, when you're such a big company, I, I try to be reasonable because, honestly, who's really looking on page two? We are because that's kind of like what we do. But maybe an engineer at Google is like, all right, cool. We deduped it. That's that. It's not on page one anymore. And they didn't think to look. And that's just something that like everyone's noticing now. Like, wait, 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 wait. Did we plan that? Let's right. go. Let's go take a look at that. So things slip through the cracks. And I don't think anybody that I, I do believe they got to it before anyone was like building their com- campaigns around ranking <laughs> top right. of page two, you know? <laughs> By the way, if you're doing that, you have serious problems. <laughs> <laughs> like you might need professional help if you're building a campaign to rank at the top of page two. Maybe someone was like banking on that second page <sighs> visibility for something, but I'm gonna get yeah. these five clicks. It's gonna like it's gonna change my whole site. Rank at the top of page two. I'm gonna take screen caps and show everyone I'm at the top of Google and just cut off the bottom of the page. <laughs> show your clients. Look, we're number one on page two. Uh, please don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> please, That's the please don't position. even go to page two. <laughs> <laughs> Aim higher. (laughs) Have some standard for yourself, like at least like position nine or (laughs) ten, which is still a a tall order for a lot of these brands. Yeah, it is, and it it does. You know, but if you're below the fold, yeah, that's problematic. It's problematic. Study pending, by the way, on that. But uh, you know, forthcoming. You got to get somewhere. You got to be at the bottom before you can get to the top. I don't don't know any pages that publish and simply get to the top unless you're like the New York Times or something. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I love by the way there's, like, there's a change to Wikipedia and then, like it throws off all of our search feature data because <laughs> right? like thousands upon thousands of pages like oh wait what happened here oh they, oh Wikipedia changed something that's why there's a dip over here right I right. love that I never really thought about that but yeah. I, yeah that would be totally true when they switched over to HTTPS oh that must have so been that was like crazy. it was crazy like, I was like what's happened oh Wikipedia switched over now it all makes sense yeah like, it's like the whole world switched over no we're just Wikipedia which is the whole world so yeah. there you go. Um, let's talk from you know Google to search engine land itself. So one of you read search engine land, which I recommend you do every day, because in my honest opinion, you will not find articles like five ways to build backlinks. You'll just find an article about how to actually do what you're supposed to be doing, as opposed to a little bit of a clickbait titles there. Yeah, where they're tra- trying to get you. There's an ulterior motive to a lot of content yeah. out there, and especially. Um, content published by agencies in the space. I mean, that's that's kind of what you have to do, though, because that's what they preach. You know, build the content, and their content is worthwhile, but it does have a heavy commerce slant yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, I personally recommend not doing that. We try very much not to do that. We just released a um, a tool, TD, TFIDF tool, right? That'll analyze the uh, the search for you from a TDF, TFIDF analysis. 
and when we when we sat down and thought like we have to promote this, there was a big argument with myself pushing like TFIDF is a little bit like um you know yesteryear with NLP, yeah. right? So we sat down and said, you know what, like if we're gonna promote this, then we have to think of real ways you can actually use this. And there's a post out there now where I go through like, here's how you should not use this tool. Because that's not how you should do TFIDF analysis. And here's some ways you might be able to get some signals about what's going on. You're not going to get anything direct from it because you can't do the TFIDF analysis. But you can get put on the right page with it. So, like, long term, I think, like, if you go with, I'm not going to try to put a commerce on. I'm going to be honest about it. Or I'm going to try to really just, like, I'm putting information out there for the sake of putting information about there out there. Long term, that really pays off for you. And short term, okay, like, whatever. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I think that the um, so the way we do it at Search Engine Land is there's a pretty big church and state separation in terms of like editorial that. content and um, the sponsors of the show. We've had a few sponsors that um, want to push for some more content and we do put out some sponsored content that's clearly labeled and that really has only to do with Search Engine Land, the website and not SMX, the conference. And I think that not constantly plugging SMX, I mean, we do pre-coverage to let people know uh, what we're going to be talking about at a certain session, what a speaker's going to be talking about. But those articles, they stand on their own. Yeah. Okay. The the, the overview um, or the summary articles. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very, they're, that is very much not slanted towards promotion at yeah. all. That's just something that we're trying to look to get the most value out of our own conferences. Yeah, of course. But also uh, think about our audience. We're marketers. You smell this a mile away if we were like, hey, come to our conference, right? right. That's just a bad look. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm really proud of the way we handle that. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, one of the things I've noticed about Surgeon Land over the years is um, maybe it was, um, I'm trying to, I'm terrible with dates. Like, I don't know, like, when things happened. I, maybe a year, year and a half ago, you guys switched your format around a little bit. Um, and now you sort of have like, okay, here's the news, here it is, and here's like the implications. Yeah, the why we care section. Why we care section, there we go. What was behind that? Like, why you make the switch? That switch kind of came up uh, uh, maybe six months before I came on board, and that, I believe, I'm told is the brainchild of Henry Powderly, our VP of uh, content, and I just think it works so well. It's actually one of the main reasons. I was reading Search Engine Land before that came about, and I thought the content was great, but I was doing a different job. I was just content marketing. So I, I wanted to learn more about SEO. But then when I actually interviewed for the job and I saw that the format had changed, I thought it was so so much of a breath of fresh air because there are a few publications out there that are our competitors and they make it hard to know when a page ends or um, they make it hard to kind of see, like skim through. You kind of have to read the whole thing and view all the ads and stuff, right? right? I like that it's like, hey, here's within the first paragraph, if you stopped reading, you know the news. But if you continue reading and you get to the why we care, which is maybe two paragraphs later, not only do you have the exact news, you actually have how it might impact what you're doing. And I think that's why people come to our website. I like it, by the way. Like, I'll tell you why I use it. I have like 50,000 tabs open every single day. I'm like all the articles I want to read, and maybe I'll read like four or five because I just don't have time. I end up like, all right, just I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow. I never do. One of the things I like about the format is like I can go look at here's the news, and I can decide if I want to read the why we care because maybe I have my own opinions why we care, and I don't care why you care. I care why I care. No offense. No, I respect everybody's right. coming from a different background. Everyone's got a different job. Right. No, it's more of a fitness. Like I, I already know why I care. I get it. Fine. Or right, I read the title. I, I see the you know the the subheaders you have there, and I, I know the story already. Like maybe Barry Schwartz covered it, an SE roundtable. 
But now I can skip that and just go to why I care and read that part instead. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes the story is as brief as a tweet. Mm-hmm. Google tends to do that with uh, like their search console updates. They like to just tell people via Twitter. And that's what, 280 characters. They might do like three tweets and you already have seen it via Twitter before you get to our coverage. And then you see it and you're like, all right, well, I guess I understand. But if I'm working in an agency, how might this affect my diverse range of clients? And the why we care section is great because you can see how that fits into a you know a certain client. Yeah, I, I really, it's very efficient for me. Just personally speaking, um, okay. also makes co- coverage way simpler to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yes. don't have to think about structure right. too much. How do I structure that? As a fellow content writer, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish we had that. Yeah. Um, what's the hardest story you ever had to cover? Um, you know, there are some stories that uh, just kind of take on a life of their own, and you don't see them coming. Like, I I think I wrote um, our angle on the New York, no, the Wall Street Journal's. Uh, yeah. fake maps listings. Oh, right. I remember right? that also. Yeah. And obviously, when you're reading it, you're like, okay, I can see why this matters to marketers because um, small locations, they can't compete with this, right? But then when you talk to agencies, people doing this uh, day-to-day, and they have all these interesting takes about how they're competing and how other, even SEO agencies are you know, doing the black hat thing, stuffing keywords and whatnot. Yeah, it's amazing, right? That took a long time because I had to wrap my head around all the ways things are happening. Also, um, the subdomain leasing uh, that I talked about last year, that was- I love that, by the way. (laughs) Uh, You know, some of my colleagues said, hey, this is like, this is quite biased, George. (laughs) Did you mean for it to come off that way? And I said, "Uh, I want to present the facts, but I also want people to know that um, this tactic, unless Google or Bing eventually comes out and says, hey, we can deal with this, right. do it if you want, um, instead of saying, hey, do this at your own risk, that's the line. When the search engine telling you, do this at your own risk, you're doing it at your own risk. Yeah. And I want our readers to know that if this is an alternative revenue that you're going to pursue, there are implications. Yep. On this very podcast, I literally called it whoring your website. <laughs> and, you know, that's a, that's some really strong words. I'm not going to use those words. but pimping, I am Pimping your website? Is that better? <laughs> I, I would say that uh, you are, really have to evaluate your user base and judge whether you're providing them a service or not and how they would view this service in the grand scheme of what you're offering. Do CNN users really yes, need yes, coupons? Yeah, CNN. I mean, God's sake, it's freaking CNN. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. So what about that makes sense to you as an entity or your users? I want to know who at CNN approved that because I understand that the revenue team really like that. But you have to like the, the you know, I don't know what you want to call it, the editorial team, the condo. How do they, how were they okay with that? Yeah. Unless they didn't know about it. They publish um, other commerce related stuff that is independent of their editorial team as well. And so you just kind of, it, it's a bleak outlook of where revenue is in the news publishing space, where everyone's just shilling out for coupons. <laughs> it's like you yeah. show up at the cash register with like 400 coupons. I spoke to somebody um, at one of the companies that runs many of these coupon websites, these third-party websites, and they were very forthcoming. They had their own defense for it, but I felt like, no, the, the coupon company makes sense. Yeah, but the analogy doesn't because the no nobody in a regular periodical, a regular newspaper, paper newspaper, 
is getting indexed. Right. Google indexes everything. So when you have a coupon website and someone's looking for a coupon for Nike or whatever, and you're up there beating, you know, entrenched competitors like Groupon who only do that, uh, that hurts that brand that's invested all that time. Uh, but when you're buying ad space inside a newspaper, you're not really hurting anyone else except for the people who can't afford it. But that's just no, kind of how that right. goes. Yeah. So I thought that analogy was was quite poor. But I, I also feel conflicted because... Yeah, news publishing, not that lucrative, and we need it. Mm -hmm. So until we find a way to support it, this is kind of what we have to do. We have to find new ways. We don't have to do this, but we do have to find new ways. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes, 100%. That's a big problem. Yeah, there's also been a lot of other like stories. Anytime the quality rater guidelines get updated and um, I find out about it, you just pretty much know that whatever plans you had, you're going to cancel them. So that's for me an algorithm update I'm like oh no there's there were like there's like oh i remember it was the last what was it the um the last one not the the, the january one, one. was the, the january one. one um i can't remember which one it was it was that one or the january one i really was like i was having a horrible week i'm like you know tomorrow i have like a slow day it's gonna be great i can sort of like just get some work done like don't have to push myself too hard i gotta spend some time with the kids and then they release an algorithm update and i'm like oh my god you yeah. I think at that point, you just kind of have to delegate. I mean, if you really want your day, you have to delegate. And I, I hope you're in a position to do that. Not for that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. So it's okay. You know how it goes. Yeah. When something, sometimes there's just breaking news and whatever you're doing, it's not as important. Right. But you make that choice. How do you handle that? Because like, listen, there are times like you're, you as a person, I think people in the SEO industry don't do a good job with this. Um, I'm not sure when this episode is going to air. Um, but I spoke to Kelly Stanzi, and either this ep- that episode already aired. But yeah, that episode is going to air before this one. So I already spoke to her. We'll link to it in the po- in the blog post for this. A whole thing about like you know work life um, you know balance in the SEO industry. And I think we do a very poor job sometimes. I do a poor job, right? I I I just spend more time with my kids than I do sometimes because I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm checking this. I'm checking the news. How do you balance it off? Because at a certain point, it's not worth it. Yeah, I would say that um, the team is. So great, but also you're never gonna outwork Barry Schwartz. So he's gonna. It's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny, dude. Like I'm seven hours ahead of Barry. Okay, <laughs> meaningless. And meaningless. Like he, I will email him. Like he's not gonna get back to me for hours because it's like it's literally like two o'clock in the morning. Ping. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So that's crazy. Having a team that ha- is so talented across so many areas of search really lightens the load because I'm not covering uh, local. I'm not covering tools as much. I, I will cover those things that I'm happy to. But when you have as much experience in the sector as as Greg or as Ginny, especially with um, advertising, why would you want me to do the coverage? Because, you know, why I care isn't as informed as why they care. And that really is the spectrum right there. But that's that a good point. Easier. Like that's something I really want to touch on because like no one's an expert in everything. It's it's not. I mean, there are there are you know like you're one or two people, whoever they are. Um, how do you? Because you're covering so much, and and I don't mean this in, in a bad way. I, I will freely admit like there are there are there are barriers or there are limits to whatever area I'm in. I know everything about this, but there are certain areas like I have a limit, and that's it. But I don't have to cover the news like you do. Yeah. So how do you deal with it when there is like, okay, I'm like, I've reached my limit of understanding, but I need to know more. It's uh, easy to just ask questions, but it's hard to kind of get the 
answers in a format that you're looking for. You're really looking yeah. for a teacher. And so I just try to get on phone calls with people who know more, who can walk through, walk me through the subject. If it's really advanced and I have to cover it, then I'm just going to have to hunker down and do the research, come up with my questions, and then ask somebody who knows a little bit better. Try to make it as easy for them as possible. But what I find is that um, almost to almost like 80% of the time, you are just going to be covering something where the amount of time it takes you to research is double the amount of time it takes you to write. Yeah. And that's just how it is. But I would rather have that than where I can just bang out things in like 15 or 30 minutes. I That'll come with time. But I don't want to get to the point where it's like, I understand this news and it's just straightforward and there's nothing more to it. I feel like I'm not learning at that point. Yeah. And that is counter to what SEO really is. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with not knowing it. It's just a matter of, okay, I need to learn it. By the way, this is a good point. Former teacher. You're a former teacher, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, we got we to talk about this at some point. Um, <laughs> You need to find the medium that works for you. Like if, if sitting down reading a million articles is what works for you, then great. If, it's, if sitting down and reading a million articles is fine, but you, and a phone call is a much easier way for you to learn, then do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's whatever works for you. Sometimes it's webinars. I try to do uh, an array of things and I got to take breaks. I go out and I walk my dogs and I come back to it. And that's that makes a, yes, it, much better. It makes it take a long time, but when you really care about it, um, it doesn't feel that long to you, but the problem is you're still on deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, get it if done. you push it too far, like you push yourself too far, it's just going to become strenuous. You might get the article out, but it's not going to be what you really wanted. You won't be happy with it. Yeah. Uh, I've had plenty of times where I've been aggressively edited and I thought I could have spent a third of the time doing this and it would have been just as good as the ultimate finished piece. We cut yeah. out so much. So you can't have that tunnel vision. Yeah. So I'm running out of time. No worries. I got I got some time. You got time? Okay, yeah. fine. Okay. So I got to ask you this because we talked about a lot about Barry Schwartz and that makes a lot of sense. One of the things that happens to me inevitably is, so we look at a lot of research, a lot of SERPs, a lot of this, a lot of that. I'm always looking at new things and I'm like, oh, okay, this is new. And I, I send it to Barry. And sometimes it is new and I get I get my props and such, you know, SE Roundtable. <laughs> but more often than not, and I've got a many a cold streaks, I send it to Barry and all you get back is a, a one-word answer, old. Yeah. And then a link from an article from 2006. Yeah. That's how old it is. Has it's it happened to you? Memories. It, it's encyclopedic. Uh, it's insane. It, yeah. There's been a time, by the way, I sent him something. He was like, you found this. <laughs> Here's the article. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about that. I. It doesn't happen to me because I don't bring it up in the context that this is new no, i but, ask but it could be in context of anything yeah. i ask is this new right which is less crushing when it's not new yeah i do that now also has yeah. anybody seen anybody seen this yeah like, right right like i'm just asking yeah i just right. haven't seen this right. is this an experiment uh yeah that <laughs> happens but i'll tell you what when you're on the email chains uh for the editors every once in a while not every day but pretty often you get an email contact from somebody and then Barry's response just saying, not new. And then a link to uh, our coverage or the search engine roundtable coverage. I, I've asked him about something. He's like, hey, check out this article and it, it'll be like 10 years old. And right, exactly. Think, wow, okay, really not new. Really, really not new. Wait, do you, but do you feel bad about yourself like at least like five minutes? Like, oh my God, I can't believe like it's like that old. No, I don't oh, because I you. think about where I was 10 years ago and I'm... I, you have to be forgiving 
on yourself because uh, there are a lot of voices in the community that are very passionate. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be passionate because your re- your reputation, your client's reputation, everything is on the line here. Yep. However, the way you interact with people, um, some people are just not forgiving. And I'm a journalist, so I don't. I'm not asking for being forgiven. You know, um, that's why I have to be kind of nice on myself. I want to ask you about that actually, because I, there's a lot of people reading your stuff, which is great. Um, but what will inevitably happen, and, and this happened to me, I, I wrote an I wrote a, I did a research study about something, and some other publication, not Search Engine Land, did a, a piece showing why what I said was like stupid and wrong. Which like, and no one even like bothered to email me like, what did you mean by this? Like, you know, I think it might be wrong with this. And but the the coverage was like totally inaccurate. Like, it wasn't what I was saying at all. I'm like, you know what? Like, I just realized like, like, like as me- as awesome as the SEO industry is, there are certain voices that are just um, we'll call them negative. Yeah. And I'm sure you see this way more often than I do. Does it bother you? Uh, fundamentally, yeah, it bothers me a lot because. It's so different than when you come up to a conference and everybody just seems pretty jazzed or they're walking out of the rooms like, wow, I didn't know that. They, they're really walking away better at their jobs. And that is so different than a lot of the toxicity that happens on social media whenever yeah. you get, um, you know, like IO is going to be coming up soon and they're going to be making announcements and get ready for the memes, yep. Morty. Uh, I don't really like that, but that's part of the internet itself and we as seos we're all about the internet and i guess you know we kind of embrace that because memes and things like that it's easy to latch onto and it's easy to connect with people over Mm -hmm. it's not so easy to uh to have that hit of instant gratification or satisfaction when you say something supportive or when you successfully articulate a counterpoint and that's why i really appreciate it when people do i try not to interact with people who just go on tirades about how terrible the new uh, schema is. Right. Yeah. Because that's not that's not useful. And also, you don't want to create a space that's not welcoming to beginners. I was talking to an attendee, and they didn't ask a question. And it was a very beginner-level question, but the resilience towards asking a question, yeah. how did we get here? I don't like that at all. Yeah. I'll tell you what, somebody, I walked into the SEO industry, like a very limited background in SEO. And the way I got to where I am now was by asking a million freaking questions. And it wasn't that I felt safe on, on social media to ask. I did not. I, just, I found some people to ask, and, you know, internally at Rank Ranger. I don't like that at all. Like, it's, it's, it's okay to be, first off, like, you don't agree with me. Let's say, I say something you don't agree with. You think it's stupid. Okay, it's like, just, just ha- we can have disagreement about it. But it doesn't have to be a certain, um, it doesn't be personal. Yeah, it doesn't have to be um, uh I am like more righteous than thou. Look at all my knowledge of SEO. It it just shouldn't be that way. And it's kind of humiliating actually because yeah. then you talk to people about your career and you share with them and you want to bring up the positives. And there are plenty of positives, so many wins. But then there's also that time when the people around you, your family members are like, hey, why are you so stressed out? And you're like, oh, because Google did this thing. And then you can see the reflection inside yourself of wanting to be bitter about something. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to be better than that because guess what? These companies, they're making the changes regardless of how you feel. Right. I mean, listen, you can complain and be – but I like to be I, – I, I'm a big complainer. It's just part of my nature. I'm a cynic. I'm a complainer, whatever it is. But like, just be humorous about it. You don't have to be like a jerk about it. And when you critique Google, and I will say this, you need – and I'm trying to be very careful about this. You need to pull out the people from the, from the company. 
Absolutely. Okay? John Mueller or, or Danny Sullivan are amazing people who do an amazing service to, to the industry. If you don't like something that Google did, it neg- negatively impacts you. And you want to go on social media and be like, this sucks. You know, I really hate this. Fine. But like, you need to like know your limits and don't go after the people per se. Yeah, because they part of their job, unfortunately, is being, you know, the whipping boy or whatever for all these press releases. And their hands are tied. Lash. Like, what are they going to do? They can't change. They may hate it themselves. You never know. Yeah. Do you think that they're holding back on you? No. If they could tell you legally, yeah, they would. They would. But if you were in their position, I doubt that anybody could do really a better job no, than we see, uh, you know, John do or Danny. Um, everybody has just been, I feel like, and when I interact with them in person, they're very, very pleasant. Yeah. I've, I've only had good interactions with them, and I'm a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I have a little thing that I do. I call the optimizer disavow, and we have to do this. So Let's do it. For those of you who are new to listening to the show, it's either I'm going to give you two options, and they're really good options. Both of them are really good options, and you're stuck choosing one good option over another good option, which is uncomfortable. Or I give you two bad options, and you're stuck choosing one crappy option over another crappy option, and that's really uncomfortable. So this is a George Wen version of Optimize It or Disavow It. So again, it's zero sum. I mean, you could say it depends, but I'll give you my typical answer. It's not a nursing home. There are no depends here. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So just one. Would you report about a major overhaul to the Bing SERP or some stupid, non-important, meaningless, small change to the Google SERP? I would uh, report on the the former. I mean, given that I wasn't assigned this and I actually had discretion over you which You have discretion, one, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, you know. yeah, then I would definitely go over the more meaningful thing because it's uh, we just talked about Bert in one of the sessions I attended. and Don Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Bing has been doing Bert for months yeah. like a full almost a full six months right Bing's Before, ai is very advanced. they're very advanced right and much more than people give them credit mm-hmm. for and they've done a lot in the ai space just to push the whole thing forward not necessarily for the benefit of microsoft but i'm sure there's a business case for it but when you think about that had they really put their pr muscle into promoting that they had burt first this whole thing would be viewed differently. Yeah, I, 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 that I agree with. By the way, and there are there are some things that I like about Bing that Google does not. For example, Bing's feature snippet that they have is a multiple perspective feature right. snippet. I like that. They've been doing that for years. For right? years, and I'm surprised Google hasn't stolen that yet. Yeah. Actually, I'm not surprised. I think Google's not doing that because they like having the one true answer because it's more authoritative. Yeah, and it, it removes. Uh, I mean, when you think about how people are viewing the uh, the SERP people on mobile. They want skimmability. When you have multiple perspectives, that's harder to achieve. That's true. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're reporting on Bing. Yeah, I, I would definitely choose to report on um, the whatever search engine that's doing something very different and meaningful in the space than a minor tweak on the Google SERP. Even though it's Bing. Uh, yeah, for sure. Even Yahoo. Is Yahoo around? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they were doing something like interesting, whatever. I would definitely do that because... I mean, it's it's getting people to think differently about the entrenched powers. I mean, why would you continue to be so fixated on a small SERP feature that you know if it's a if it's really a nothing feature, nothing burger, then it's going to it's not going to impact anybody, right? Your clients aren't going to be asking about it. 
Now, as we move up to the degree of things start actually changing, your visibility changes or like deduplication is a huge deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely do that, but I, I would probably get to the other thing later just because there are all these search engines and they don't all have the same business model. And all of that should be represented. You should have a choice. I mean, it doesn't feel like that when you actually are trying not to use Google Maps. You And then you're like, oh, well, my Gmail's here. And it has already added things to my Google Calendar. It doesn't feel like you have a choice, but you do. And that begins with the information that you're given. And I would want to p- give people that information so they know that, hey, I value different views on information. I value two sides of the argument. Bing is better for that right now. You took that to a philosophical place that I did not expect, and that's why I love you. <laughs> that was I, amazing. I I think about these things a lot. I don't always get somewhere with it, but I think somewhere in the middle of that answer, I found somewhere to latch onto. <laughs> no, no, but like just the fact that like that's where you're like that's where you want to take it. That's where that's how you're thinking about it is really refreshing, and that's why we need more George. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, buddy. thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, it was a pleasure. Awesome. And we are back to our regularly scheduled In Search SEO podcast. Big things, only big things in George's future. The guy's awesome. You should be reading his columns. You're reading his articles on Search Engine Land all the time. I'm sure you are already. Okay. Speaking of Search Engine Land and the news, sup here. You know what time it is. Could you please hit it with the news? going all in on giving advice these days. The search engine has offered advice to both health sites and small businesses. In specific, Google has told health sites to make sure their content is not too technical, while telling small businesses to ensure they keep their consumers updated. Which is really interesting to see Google offering this level of specificity in their advice which they generally don't do. It just shows you the times they are changing, to quote Bob Dylan, who, again, you don't know who I'm talking about. Sapir, I'm talking to you. You only know Bob Dylan because I told you about Bob Dylan. (laughs) That doesn't count, Sapir. I knew knew him by name. I never heard his music. Anyway. That doesn't count. Keep going. Sorry. Google has updated its ad policy to prevent people from selling crucial health supplies at crazy prices. It also limits selling crucial supplies during a time such as now that are on short supply. Yeah, so like face masks, we, we know before you're not allowed, you, Google stopped selling them. It seems like any right. it, any of these sort of products, that, like gloves, whatever it is, which you have to be a special kind of person to capitalize on this horrible right. virus and price gouge. So good for you, Google, going after these special people. Yep, you're here. You're here. Okay. okay. Though not yet visible in the search results, Google has added a new COVID-19 schema to its help page. The new format will allow schools, medical facilities, and the like to show urgent content related to corona on the SERP. Right. So this makes a ton of sense. Good on Google again, really on top of things. So, you know, health clinics have urgent message. Maybe like, I don't know, I'm just making this up as I'm going along. Like, don't come into the clinic. Call first. (laughs) So you can do that now. I mean, soon. I don't know when you're listening to this. So maybe it's already out. Yeah. Google posts are back. Google announced that they should now be available for all to see on the server. Awesome. Welcome back, Google Posts. Too bad that my favorite Google Post, which related to baseball, like if you Google the Yankees, (laughs) there's great GIFs and videos and whatever, is inapplicable because baseball has been canceled by the stupid, stupid virus. No one cares, Marty. Everyone cares. 
Everyone cares you're wrong. <laughs> Moving on. Google is catering to the new reality by showing more takeout and delivery information on the SERP. As the old man who I, I host this podcast with spotted... Thank you. The first two Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. The first two cards in the Discover More Places carousel for eateries are now always for delivery and takeout. Also, within the local panel, Google is listing attributes related to delivery and takeout. So much takeout, so much delivery. I'm actually surprised <laughs> you didn't mention I'm old and balding, but so thank you for leaving that part out. I was about to mention it, but I thought it would be too harsh. Thank you. And with an expanding <laughs> waistline, especially because I'm sitting inside this eating. I'm so stressed out. <laughs> <to eat>. uh, <laughs> I had to I take a break you. from eating to do this oh. podcast. <laughs> right. Okay. Lastly, Search Console is now giving you more options as to the emails you receive from them. More options are always great. More emails, maybe not so great. So now you can filter out which ones you get. So perfect. Good on you, Google. Yeah. Thank you, Sapir, for that lovely rendition of the news. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so great to hear that so much news is related to this stupid, stupid virus. Um, I hope that continues to not be the case, or hope right. it is not the case going forward, and we get past this stupid, stupid virus so that I don't have to deal with my kids yeah. interrupting the podcast like it's happening now, even though you can't hear it. Okay, we got we to move on because I got to go take care of a, a child problem. <laughs> I'm not right. joking. I'm seriously not joking. Sapir knows I had to put the podcast on pause for a minute. Um, yeah. Okay. It's a problem. Anyway. Okay. So okay. with that, we got to rush off because I got to handle a problem. Let's get into the fun SEO send off question. You should say something now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on? Oh, no, no more joke. No, I don't know. Figure okay, this out. I got to go okay, handle okay. this. Okay, okay, what? Okay, so um, this week we're asking, if Google were to believe in a superstition, which one would it be? You want to go first? My answer, let me just, you know, get straight to it, um, is the most, most common one, uh, mm -hmm. knocking on wood, mm -hmm. and that's because even I do that. You knock so, on wood? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. say knock on wood and then say something. You knock on wood, that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Hope whatever. you don't fall off a ladder and break some mirror or eat a black cat or something. Um, reason. Uh, well, right. a superstition. Um, how about none? Because superstitions are stupid. You really knock on wood? Yeah, Seriously? Wow. I do. Okay. Google <laughs> is a database, scientific thinking thing that doesn't care about cats or mirrors or ladders or whatever. All they care about are lawsuits from the EU. End of story. Hey, not everything can be explained by science. Science! So, By the way, I have to say that. When anyone mentions science, I'm obligated. I, I, I'm, I'm killing myself because I have a real problem to take care of. You have to yell out science from She Blinded Me with Science. Which, you know, again, great song. You don't know that song? No. It's a great, and it, it, She Blinded Me with Science. The guy yells out science! Okay! So have, it's an obligation <laughs> in my household to yell out science. Anyone ever time to mention science? Yeah, my kids know science! Okay, sorry. Okay. We're going to end with that because I have a major problem to take care of with my kids who I'm ignoring while we're doing this podcast. Um, okay. Wish me luck. Uh, good luck. <laughs> so, this is so screwed up. Anyway, I hope you're doing great. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you continue to feel well out there. And hopefully this virus will pass us relatively soon. Um, again, we're not here next week on the 14th, so I'll see you again in April. I'll see you. I'll talk to you again on April 21st. Tune in then for an all-new episode of the In Search SEO Podcast. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, it's been in search because we're all in search of, of something. something stupid, stupid. <laughs>